Mahalo lele, welcome to the Tahi today. It is Thursday, the 25th of May, 2023. Just in case you forgot what year it was, we are currently 49 days, 15 hours, 49 minutes, and 21 seconds away from my next home inspection, which is great. I can't wait. I'm already cleaning the house in anticipation. Um, as you may not know, unfortunately, Evie is not here on the show today, so you're stuck with me. Whether or not you find that as a positive, I don't know. Evie, unfortunately, has bad cauliflower ears from MMA training last night. I don't, she, I don't know. She just, she decided that she just wanted to do something else. She took up a sport. She took up MMA. And she's got cauliflower ears. It's, yeah. Anyway, thoughts, love, and prayers. We all know that works really well. Um, uh, also, today, very unfortunate, sad news coming out of the United States of America. The late, now great queen of rock and roll, Tina Turner, has passed away at 83 peacefully uh, in her home. Um, I mean, Tina Turner was an icon in the music scene, and uh, I, I think I'm going to celebrate her immense talent by just sifting through her playlists um, and going back and listening to some of the great stuff. What's love got to do with it, baby? Uh, coming up on the show today, we're covering everything from, uh, we've got an illustrious guest, you might know him, I don't know, Mellow Downs. Um, we're going over some advice our parents gave us, and our producer Harry has decided that he is, a, you know, he's he's hosting, so he's joining me on the show later. Uh, also, a big man we are lost so far now, happy birthday to producer Liam. Hey! Uh, it is Liam's birthday today. They are 18, something like that. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Um, but let's crack on into it. Um, I don't know, in case you missed it, it happened literally right after the show came out on Tuesday. Um, Miami Zoo. Need I say more? They haven't already heard of the story. Americans doing terrible things. Surprise, surprise. Miami Zoo, uh, which is a zoo in Miami the state of Florida, United States of America. Now you're up to date. They had a kiwi in their enclosure and they were just straight up torturing it. There's no, like, I haven't got another word for it. They were just genuinely, it was it was just terrible because obviously kiwis, if you know anything about them, you've been to Auckland Zoo, great zoo in this world, by the way. Uh, they um, are nocturnal animals. They like the nighttime. They like the dark. Uh, and Miami Zoo said, but then our guests can't see them and just turned all the lights on. So this kiwi's just, like, floating around in light. And, they, like, even worse, the kiwi, like, they built this, like, weird box for the kiwi to, like, go into to sleep in, and it was dark. And obviously the kiwi wants to naturally go in there. But it had a... The, the roof was actually just kind of like a flip lid. So when the kiwi went in to the, in, like, enclosure, into its little house, they just lifted the roof off so that tourists could see the kiwi. It was, just, it was just genuinely, if you know anything about kiwis, you're watching it and you're like, man, that's really bad. And if there's one thing you don't do, you don't make New Zealanders mad because we went to war with them on social media. Miami Zoo probably woke up 5, 6 a.m. thinking all is good in the world. Surprise, surprise. Aotearoa came to the rescue of this tiny kiwi. I've never seen such, like, ferocity and hatred, like, spewed at a zoo before. And zoos are pretty notorious for being hated on kiwis went after them and it worked miami zoo turned around and said okay look we've made a mistake we've mistreated the kiwis we're gonna fix this how are they planning to fix it i don't know i my best suggestion would to just be bring him on home mate send him on the boat bring him back let's look after him this is where he's from you know that only makes sense to me Hopefully that's the result. But as it stands right now, they've basically admitted that they have made a mistake. They are looking to rectify their mistakes. And uh, hopefully this means that this young Kiwi will be better looked after and hopefully get some sleep. Poor dude. Dude, seriously. Zoos? Fu- uh, 
I love a good zoo, but at the same time, come on, you know, zoos are a little bit of a strange experience. Welcoming to the show today, our illustrious guest. He has sold hot sauce. He sold beer. He sold Japanese dim. You sold sock sales. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's not just an entrepreneur, though. You might also, I don't know, know him from his illustrious music career. Smell of Downs on the building. My brother. Thanks so much for joining us on the show. Good to see you again, man. Well, I was talking about it before we started. Um, known you for years, seeing you like out in, in the rap game and things like that, and mm. finally getting to sit down with an interview, man. It's um, it's always an honor, brother. Oh man, uh, honors all mine, bro. I'm really grateful to have you on the show, and we're chatting about um, into hip hop stand up, the latest yeah. season. Yeah. Um, your single, the anthem featuring Bailey Wiley, is one of the featured songs on there. Um, I suppose that like, how does it feel? at your age to sort of be considered in that realm of like legacy hip-hop artists artists who built the scene is that like a bro, weird feeling that's weird like bro i was like having this conversation with someone a couple of days ago like because I, I i briefly saw the other people in the episodes and i literally grew up to those people mm. and for them to be talking about my song it's like what the hell like even how scribe he he says this comment in there that i was just like oh brother <laughs> like man i'm just completely honored man like and just yeah it was it's this kind of cementing more of my legacy that i'm trying to be pushing as well like for um especially you know me like working in the community with a lot of like up-and-coming artists and that it's cool to be able to um i don't know be seen in that light i guess so yeah it's it's just the honor bro and just um it's cool to be able to be part of that lineage i guess yeah it's mad yeah having um you know, like, I mean, that's here. The season features the likes of like Lost Tribe and um, seeing artists, like, yeah, you're right. Seeing those artists like talk about you in that light, man, it's like, I'm happy that you get your flowers like this. No, like, it's a cool you, way man. to get your flowers. I mean, um, I think I want to say the first record I heard of yours was uh, with Spell and Rizzy. Ah, yeah, 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 Lewis. yeah, yeah. Like, that was a big one. But the anthem yeah, yeah, yeah. is such a tune, man. And I think I went back and watched the music video, and you touch on it in the episode. Um, Brandon Shiraz is there. Yeah. Uh, did I see Jisby? Yeah. The Sweat It Boys. <laughs> like, everyone. bro, it's a trip, man. Like, um, I like I like bringing people together. Hey, like, I didn't even know if anyone knew each other or anyone was cool with each other. I didn't even really know like Jisby that well. Like, we had bumped into each other a few times just at some shows when we were kind of coming up in that. And so I just put the invite out to everyone. Like, even Soraya, like um, Sweat It, yeah, Eno and Dirties in there. Pretty much at the time the um the underground scene that was brewing, I wanted everyone there. Um just as like a I wanted to give everyone their flowers and just kind of like showcase like what Auckland has as a scene. I think Omnipotence in there too, like Naughty and all that. So oh, how good. Oh sorry, not Naughty, but like Luca and all the other boys in there. So mm. yeah, no, nah, it's mad. And then to think what, maybe two, three years later, all of you got again together for off the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sure. I think like when I think of that record, I think like Man, what? Because I think that to me is like one of my. When I talk about like, sort of like the peak of mm. sort of the 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 new generation yeah. of talent coming through the hip hop game, I think of that record, and I think of seeing you with all those artists. So when I went and watched the anthem, and I seen all of you together again, like yeah, a couple yeah. years earlier, it's, it's quite a trip. Like, that's yeah, cool, man. And I think because it's like it's we got a very precious scene, you know, and um, because we're in like Denzel was saying like bro I live at the bottom of the globe like if you see it like if you see the atlas we're literally on the bottom of the globe so it's quite a precious thing to have the scene and so I guess like 
um, in terms of us kind of getting out there, we need to kind of support each other in a way. I know it's like every man for himself and whatnot, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, we're competitive. Like, yeah, I think I'm the best. You think you're the best. But at the same time, we can still build together, which is very important, I feel, to like keep that scene thriving and that competitiveness up as well. So, yeah. It's a it's quite a cool contrast from what I've seen. I mean, like I don't know the ins and outs of like the Australian rap scene mm. at the moment, but you do see a lot of division over there. But it's mad territorial. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, like this they they they're having their like rap beefs and things like that, which is cool. I think that's always a nice side of the history of rap. But um, yeah, bro, but do you know what like boggles me? I know it's like a, an area thing. It's like that here. But, like even when I was growing up, that's crazy to me because like it's like. We're all Samoan, we're all Tongan. Yeah. And it's like this guy stabbed this guy, this Samoan guy knocked out this Samoan guy. Just because when we came from the islands, we were placed in different areas of a Western society. Yeah. Bro, that boggles me, man. Like, And I think for me now that I'm a bit older, I'm trying to unlearn all of that stuff. Mm. Like, see someone from Calston, I don't feel like, oh, bro, he's up. Like, yeah, that's yeah, always yeah, yeah. like, oh, yo, Mingy, West Auckland, or whatever. So. That's kind of been my narrative the last couple of years, and I think you can see that like in the anthem as well. So yeah, it's a uh, it's quite cool how the New Zealand hip hop scene and in particular the Auckland hip hop scene is so tight knit. You know, like mm. you go to events, everyone's there, everyone's chatting, everyone's getting along. Um, I'm curious too, like you know, like your music from Mellow Tales, Evan Tales, Evan yeah, Tales, yeah. Um, back in 2017 uh. um, to, to today. I mean, fans that have listened to you across time. I mean, we always talk about in hip hop growth and and, mm. and and some of the sounds changes and things like that. Uh, how do you do? You feel like fans have responded well to you growing in hip hop, or do you face some challenges with maybe fans saying like, "Ah, oh, I yeah. bring back the old mellow." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that all the time because yeah. that's the thing. Like, some certain people, certain consumers and listeners like listen to your music because of a certain sound or a particular vibe it gives off and like as artists we grow daily so like I might create something like the anthem back then and then tomorrow I might want to do something with opera and it just because that's me as an experimental artist and as an artist just expressing different things so like I found it not difficult but like I've noticed like the more kind of heartfelt stuff or melodic stuff or like more deeper stuff that I've done in the like in the past hasn't really um, taken off like some of the more simple stuff that I've done. Mm. So like it's kind of like a balance. So like if moving forward, I've just been like having fun and um like going back to the stuff that I used to listen to, like like Project Pat and like um Three Six Mafia, Bone Thugs, and implementing more of the style. Cause when when I first started rapping. Always like based off Bone Thugs and Homie. I was mm. like, da, 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 da. like that's how I was rolling, and then I kind of discovered my own sound through that. But lately, I've been going back to when I was like, like using the same style I used to rap in when I was like 15. So it's mm. it's real refreshing, but it's a full circle moment to me. So like, and I feel like that is like the purest form of what I'm, I can offer right now. And some of my listeners, like I remember some of them, like yo, when are you gonna make some more stuff like Infinite or like. 828 and mm. I feel this new stuff that I've got coming out is like more on on that vibe so yeah it's it's a weird one because you have to be aware of your audience but then you still gotta have fun and kind of like just experiment and be an artist at the same time so it's all growth to me yeah I'm glad you feel comfortable with that because like I see that conversation all the time when you discuss like Jay-Z yeah. Like, because people are like, oh, I miss Jay Z when he did Coke Rap. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, I yeah, want yeah. this vibe. But, like, he's like 55 years I was old. I like, bro, you he know, can't like... be rapping about being on the corner, sl- slanging, 
you know, coke and stuff when he's like 55 and a billionaire. Yeah, you've got kids and things <laughs> like that. Your life changes, like, yeah. Yeah, and you know what? It makes me appreciate that I can go back and listen to Jay's discography and hear these different stages yeah. he is in his life. And I think that too, like when I go back to listen to yours, like, um, like, Aventales is like a, a very true testament to where you were at the time. Yeah, yeah, and you can see that growth that we've gone across uh, to now with Lone Wolf. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it's great. I think it's something yeah, special. appreciate that, bro. Um, and I think it's just a testament to your talent that you're able to have that longevity and, uh, and still create something unique with each yeah, project. Yeah, well, I think that like this climate now, bro, is so hard because, yeah. you know, attention spans is like that. And so, mm. like, for example, I feel like my generation of artists came just after like you could have that cult following if you know what i'm saying like i remember david dallas like homebrew that were like the generation before me and i was kind of coming up like i was part of ygb still am but like when homebrew was like like superstars like i remember going out of tom and that and then yo everyone just like was crazy so for me to see that and like back then it was more word of mouth like it was online but it was more like people came out to the shows like mm. pre-covid pre or whatever like internet it was more like a vibe and it's cool because bro can make albums till he's 50 and he's still gonna sell out like power station or you'll still sell out wherever he plays because he's got that cult mm. following whereas like um i don't know i feel like my generation and stuff is like because half the people on the internet everyone's like all over the show yeah and it, it's really been hard to grasp a core audience um so i'm quite honored or like privileged that i do have like core people that are like still mess with my music and mm. still want to hear stuff no matter what it is um i think that's kind of kind of like is a testimony to like the artistry as well but yo yeah because i think you're right actually because we do have a tendency and i don't mean it in like disrespect Mm. i don't really think we have this issue here in aotearoa but like with american artists there's a lot more one-hit wonders yeah yeah, you know where i think like they get this like they make this great record but nobody just hangs around long enough to hear them experiment or you know they do a different sound on the next record and you go man all right we'll keep it moving like you guys came from that time and like um i think like yeah actually so i just want to talk about the um i seen you perform at the PMAs 2019. Oh, Poet was a Poet? Yeah, 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 poetic. yeah, yeah. And that to me was just like, you two, like Poetic being one of those artists that's just like, out there like that and uh. you being out there like that and artists that I could like, identify with and the yeah. stories that you told, like, I felt like that was one of my, to this day, like one of my favorite PMA performances. Oh, appreciate like, that, man. You guys out there with the bike. Yeah, like, the low right Yeah, <laughs> bro. And actually, that, that music video was one of those things where it was like, here's the scene together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what record was that? What, that was, um... With um, Poetic? Yeah. Uh, Let's Kick It. Let's Kick yeah, It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did the same thing too, like, but, um, like, I think Jess B with it. Like, he's, he's another person that's on the same wavelength in terms of, like, uniting people together and... Mm. He does it really well. Um, yeah, that's 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 the also right there, man. Um, sort of speaking on uniting the scene, are there any artists in particular from like sort of the next generations, like yeah. younger artists coming up? Are there any particular that you're like really watching? Any that you really want to see greatness from? Yeah, I've been working closely with um, Brandon Shiraz. Yeah, yeah we well. we've been in the studio quite a bit, and he's always been around. Like even ten years ago, when I was like. When I was young, he was like in school. Yeah. <laughs> so he was like um, making beats at like 13. So he's been in it for like a good 10 years now, which is crazy. Mm. Um, so I've been like just tapping in with, with, with uh, the whole Rise era boys. Um, oh, bro, because cause I, um, 
I like mentor at uh, Tikalanga Trust. Like, I, I do the Navigators program. Mm. There's so much new talent. Like, um, there's this dude called Rene, uh, Coco, Kid Coco, I think. Renim, he's like this Middle Eastern dude, bro. He's got bars, like, on some, like, Russ Eminem kind of vibe. Oh, like, yeah. He's the. Um, there's so many, so much names. Uh, Sketch from Greylin. Um, actually, the son of um, Alfred, who's in, um, uh, Felitti, who's in uh, Nisha Mystic. Oh, Buzzy. Yeah, yeah, his oh, son. Okay. So, yeah, I mentor his son too. So, it's like, bro, so much crazy talent. Like, I couldn't even, like, begin to drop names because everyone would be like, gee, I watched that podcast. Ooh, you didn't even drop yeah. my name. You forgot <laughs> but, like, to mention everyone, blah, blah, blah. Everyone that I mentor is just, like, crazy talented. Mm. And for me, being a bit older now, like, it's so cool to be amongst that hunger and that um, youthfulness again because mm. when when music's your career it's like your it's all it's just your team you know like your business your accountant it's all the serious adult stuff yeah or like yeah. that you need to suss out whereas like um when i go back to like the community it's like they're in a place right now where i used to be that sparked up the things that got me to where i am so mm. it's like cool to be around it again and it's real refreshing man like yeah I think it's cool too that the next generation have artists like you and Rizzy and things like yeah. that hanging around and being like uh, spewer, yeah. you know, yeah, being yeah, like, yeah, hey, you it. know, like we're here to help guide you and things like, bro, like it's it's beautiful. We don't mm. really, like we didn't have that at least to my knowledge bro, growing yeah, up. Like, yeah, like we had a team meeting the other day and I was looking around at our team like in terms of the work team, like, and I was like, bro, if you slept our names on a on a flyer, we would sell sell out like a venue. Like it's me, um, Rizvan. We got church from Church and AP, like Dedda, who works with Church and AP. Um, Aiden Fine is another like. Oh, yeah. oh, he's another dude that that's that's on as well. Um, so yeah, it's crazy team like and more. So it's like it's it's pretty buzzy, man. Like to be in that space where we're helping others, but then we're kind of like sharpening our own swords at the same time. No, it's it's, it's something special. You guys are really um doing great service in the community. I mean, you yourself and the whole team from Navigators. Mm. Um, I'm really grateful for your time today. Don't forget, go out and check it out now. New Zealand Hip Hop Stand Up, available now on the website rnz.co.nz. All right, so I, I suppose this this would have made more sense if Evie was still here, because we were talking about it after the show on Tuesday. Like, We were talking about like home remedies for being sick and some of the like, remedies our parents gave us, and then we were talking about advice our parents gave us. Because I feel like we all have advice that our parents gave us that we just we hold on to and we carry it through our lives and I personally can't wait to claim them as my own advice and pass it on to my future children, right? Parents give us great advice. Evie and I were talking about it and there was a very clear, distinct difference between the advice our parents gave us. And I genuinely think it just has to do with my dad being brown. He's, you know, like, my dad's old school Samoan. My dad migrated here to Aotearoa from Samoa in the 80s when he was, like, 18. Like He's old school, you know? So Evie and I were talking about advice our parents gave us, and I think it hit me. I was like, man, my dad is my dad is tough as nails. You know, Evie's talking about, you know, her mom, you know, hey, you're, you're not feeling well? Go eat a banana. Go sit outside in the sun. That, I'm going to be honest with you, sounds like loving, caring, thoughtful advice from a parent. It's a parent who wants the best for them. One time I, um, I got ran over by a car while I was riding my bike to school, and I called my dad, and I was like, Dad, um... Do you reckon you can pick me up? Uh, I've been hit by a car. And my dad said, uh, is the car okay? 
And that is a very dad joke. I'm sure my dad thought it was hilarious, but I'm going to be honest, I was 10 years old and I was just kind of shaking, like, kind of like, hey, dad, like, I went over and under the car. And uh, dad said, um, you know, when he came and seen me and I was crying because I was 10, I got hit by a car. And dad says, you know what, son? Pain is just weakness leaving the body. And I thought, dad, that is the worst advice anybody is. Can I have a hug? Can you please just cradle me, make me feel good about myself? I'm in pain. I'm in agony. I just need some love and affection, you know? One time, um, I got when I was doing the doors, I got beat up real bad, and I was in the ambulance, and I had a flight in the morning. And I called Dad from the ambulance. I said, Dad, I'm on my way to the hospital. And Dad says, first thing, no, I'm not even lying about this. No, no, no hesitation. He goes, Dad, he goes, uh, Dad, you know, I'm on my way to hospital. They need to do some scans and stitch my head. And Dad says, are you going to make the flight? And I said, I'm okay. Thanks for asking, Dad. My dad's advice has stuck with me my entire life. And I love and appreciate it. It's made me a stronger man, a tougher man. And I can't wait to do it to my kids. I can't. I'm, my son's going to fall out of a tree. And I'm going to say, Pain's just there to let you know you're alive, son. And I'm going to feel good about it. But I'll probably also hug my son. You know, I'm going to give them... <laughs> I'm going to give them some affection. I'm going to make them feel... I'm going to make them feel loved. I do... I yeah. Uh, anyway. Dad, look. If you're listening, I don't know if you do. I love you. And... <laughs> and I appreciate all your wonderful words of wisdom. And so, yeah. Evie's not here. And you're stuck with me. But I thought I'd bring in the cavalry. The big guns. The big dog... Hoof, hoof. Matua Harry, how's it going, Ace? Thanks, good to be here. So Marlo <laughs> reluctantly, reluctantly comes out of the producer's <laughs> I guess I'll take one for the team and jump on the show. Yeah. Uh, like it's that bad. It's not in my character. Okay, all right. Yeah, it isn't in your character to be on camera. I'm very yeah. smart. Take two shows in a row, man. Yeah. You're doing great. Let's so not make it a habit. You wanted to come in here and um, talk to me about sports but that's all i know so just walk me through this yeah so uh the nba playoffs are on at the moment and we're rapidly approaching the finals it's very confusing mm. 16 teams that make the nba playoffs there's like conference semis uh conference quarters conference semis conference finals and then the finals yeah which is the actual final two teams so one team's already locked in from the western conference the denver nuggets and uh, it's probably going to be the Miami Heat from the East. They're up 3-1, three games to one. It's first to four games. So unless Boston win three in a row, Miami's going to be the other team. Mm. But what I thought I'd do is come in because uh, a lot of people who follow the NBA, the team might already be knocked out. And a lot of people that don't follow the NBA, this is probably the only time of the year you're going to walk into a bar and, and probably have to watch a game or something because yeah. it's on the TV. Um, so I've brought the top five reasons why, if you're looking for a team to support in the NBA Finals, why it should be the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> I don't want to give too much. I don't want to talk too much. I'm sure it will be one of the reasons. We'll leave it to you. What are these five reasons we should support the Denver Nuggets? I'm going to whip through them, so Amalo, if you could hold all of your thoughts to the end, outside of maybe a little outburst, then that would be nice because outburst. I need the people to know... Okay. Why Denver's the best? Team. You're really trying to make Sport. a strong pitch here, aren't you? Strong yeah. case. This I isn't a bit. Put together. <laughs> okay. So if you don't know much about basketball, you probably still know who LeBron James is, right? Yeah. So number one reason, first reason to support the Denver Nuggets in the NBA Finals, this team beat LeBron James and beat him four games to zero. So LeBron, if you're a fan of LeBron or like you know who he is, this is the team that beat him. 
So that's the first reason. Uh, second reason, one of my first ever crushes, Anna Sophia Robb, actress that played uh, the main character in Bridge to Terabithia, who, spoiler alert, <laughs> dies in that movie, and I cried like a baby. Um, yeah, massive crush on her. She's from Denver, Colorado. It's hometown. <laughs> so that's reason number two. Uh, reason number three, star player of the Denver Nuggets, Nikola Jokic, is from Serbia. He's like seven foot and like a beast. Um, <laughs> but if you Google Nikola Jokic brothers, he's got two burly as brothers. And if you don't support the Denver Nuggets in the NBA Finals, Jokic's brothers will find you and make you support Denver Nuggets. <laughs> so you may as well just support them anyway and yeah. save yourself a lot of hurt. Fourth reason is that... The Denver Nuggets have some really sick rainbow uh, jerseys. So if you are part of the rainbow community or you're an ally, you should support the Denver Nuggets. Round of applause for allyship. Yes. Pop off, young kings. And the last reason is uh, do it for Melo. So Carmelo Anthony, one of, I would say, the coolest NBA players ever, like style-wise, game-wise. He just announced his retirement recently and he spent a lot of his early career with the Denver Nuggets so it just makes sense if they won this year so uh, I think it's going to happen and you may as well jump on the bandwagon now there you go and honourable mention it it does look like it's probably going to be Miami from the Eastern Conference and we already heard about the Miami Zoo stuff this morning so if you are a Kiwi you should just want Denver you should want Denver you should want Denver it's a tough one too because like I don't even like I haven't really watched the NBA the last two years Um, but like I always want Le- I always hoped that when LeBron came to retirement time, it would be off the back of a win. Mm. And I I saw that press conference after they lost the Denver Nuggets. He looked sad, dude. He yeah, like, don't let it be for nothing. Exactly. Let's you go know? Denver. If Denver loses, how do you lose? How do you ruin a legacy like LeBron James and then lose the finals? It's like uh, Brock Lesnar beating the Undertaker's streak. And then going, proceeding to lose, like at one of the next events. Yeah, like it's, it's not. Like, what's the point? He was like twenty-one and zero or whatever. Yeah, you beat him. You're now the like greatest wrestler ever because you beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania. And then they don't even. I don't even think they put the belt on him for that long. Yeah, like you get to hold it for a weekend, dude. Yeah. Like yeah, if you gotta go, you gotta go all the way. All right, Denver Nuggets. We want to see win, if anything, just because we hate Miami. What was if your favorite that's... reason outside of hating Miami? I love, I love, I love Hoodie Mellow. Hoodie Mellow. I'm a big fan of Mellow. Okay. Mellow, like it's just, and he was a Knicks player for so long. We love him. We love and miss Mellow. Have you seen Bridge to Terabithia? <sighs> yes, I have seen Bridge to Terabithia. How did you know she was from Denver? Did you Google that? Yeah. Or had you just always known? No, I Google before the show famous people from Denver, and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> And you were talking about you were talking about her just the other week too. We were talking about Bridge to Terabithia. It's a great movie. A depressing movie. It's super. So sad. Up the Denver Nuggets though. Thank you so much for joining me, Harry. Um, But we're going to take a quick break so I can quickly tell you about an incredible documentary coming up on RNZ. Intel Tua Inc. in service, uh, Radio New Zealand social media journalist has undergone the transformative, life-changing process and journey of receiving the traditional Samoan Malufia, the Pea, also known as the Tatao. Um, it is a very vivid storytelling um, of the experience. There's some incredible interviews on there. It's a long-form documentary uh, that unveils the evolving role of Tatao in a changing world, showcasing its enduring power as a testament 
to us. Psalm 1, heart and spirit. Psalm 1's being very close to service. This touches on a side of the tatao that I think is very rarely talked about. We often talk about pain and endurance, but this is a side to what we discuss when we mean Psalm 1's live for service and what the tatao means to serve our people and our communities. I have seen the documentary, but it drops this Sunday, the 28th of May, also coinciding with the beginning of Psalm 1 Language Week. Check it out. And we're back with our incredible Matua Harry. I'm losing my, like, special occasion star power. <laughs> just on all the time. Yeah, that, you know, like, you gotta you got to remain a mystery, as the 52 Laws of Power once said. Yeah. yeah. Media back in the day, especially radio, like, before social media, before cameras. Mm. You didn't know what... You didn't really know what the hosts looked like. You heard their voice, oh. and you could picture what they would look like based on their voice. And then yeah. you finally saw images of them, and you're like... You're either like, yeah, that's exactly what I thought they looked like, or like, oh no, that's not what I thought they looked yeah, like. Yeah, do, do you know how I feel? I spent eight years broadcasting on a bus, bus speaker radio station, and like, we'd go to events, and they'd be like, you're so model? And I'd be like, yeah, I'm white. <laughs> like, they're like, wait, what the fuck? Anyway, hey, um, you're back. You have a question for me that I don't know anything about, but I, I'm, you know, I'm here for you, so I, I'm, I'll answer yeah. your question. Question, um, favor favor uh depends how you want to look at it um uh invitation really putting myself out there with this one so bear with um we've known each other not too long but like six months or so now since we started the process of 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 poaching you yeah (laughs) bringing you into the tiny team um Mm -hmm. i was your hiring i hired you 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 did you hired me so you like you know Great, grateful for that. Are you, are you like I hired this you? Is, this is original. Okay, all right. You like you're, you're putting a lot of setup into this question, so I feel like you're gonna ask me to do something for you. Well, yes, that's right. So I'm, I do, I do want something from you. Um, it's something I think we all want and need at some point of our lives. Some people need it more than others. Um, is it but, a hug? Uh, it's. It's an act of service that could be comparable to a hug. I would say it's it's more valuable than, than one singular hug. What do you want, Harry? You can't you can't rush this ask I'm putting myself way out there by okay. asking this. Alright. Okay. Like as I said, we've we've known each other six months, which isn't a long period of time to be asking something like this of you. But something deep down inside me is telling me that you'd do it for me. You're going to ask me to help you move house? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. ask you. How did I know that was coming? I'm moving on the weekend. Uh, uh, you're, you're pretty strong. <laughs> I yeah. hate that I'm just like a designated person for that. It happens so often. It's like, hey, I'm moving house. You know who would be really helpful to move house? I reckon that guy could carry the fridge. That's how this goes. What do you want me to carry? Is it a bed? Uh, I just brought a new bed. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah, it's a bed. I went to a bed store instead of uh, pestering the person whose room I was moving into to uh, leave their bed there, like I had done previously, mm. um, and had had me down beds. I brought a I brought a proper bed, mm. a new queen, Butch medium Butch. comfort rating. Nice. Um, uh, more than... Sealy Posture Peely? No, oh. no. Not that kind of money. Oh. But more than you would pay on Facebook Marketplace. Okay, nice. Or a used bed. Nice. Um, oh, so it's used bed. No, no, no. Scabies more included? More than you pay for a used bed. Oh, okay. Right. Um, there's that. There is uh, two TVs. 
Why do you have two TVs? Uh, I had one kind of crappy one when I first uh, got to Auckland, and I spent my course... <laughs> spent my... Course-related costs? Yeah, course-related costs, which was covering a six-month oh. internship I did on two... Uh, a TV and a PlayStation 4. <laughs> so I had that TV, and then I got a bigger... Uh, TV a couple of years ago and never got rid of the old one. Nice. Two TVs, a couch. Oh. <laughs> uh, other than that, it's just my wardrobe, uh, my extensive collection of CDs that I got from working in music. Oh, yeah, I know how that goes, yeah. Hey, I have a signed uh, 21 Pilots blurry face CD. That's going to be worth something one day. To somebody. You can... Not to me. You can... <laughs> have it as like I think I'm okay payment I'm okay you're a big fan of ride or stressed out <laughs> can I finish it work early on Friday uh sure yeah there we go alright yeah. okay, uh, there so, we go well my boss listens to me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about hey. it later so Amalo <laughs> okay alright <laughs> Fine, I will help you move house. I, 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 you know what though? I appreciate. It. I'll take it as a compliment. Mm. You know that. You know, um, you Sorry, think that I'm capable of the, doing. In the producer's booth right now, I'd be going into your ear and going like, "Find the out, wrap it up." Yeah, because so, I'm, I'm just sitting on the screen going, going "Yeah, pretty long." Okay, so. well, yes, I will help you move house. You can go back into your little Thank cave, you. and I'll continue the show. All right, can, sound good to you? Yeah, I can breathe all again. Right, and, you can breathe yeah. again. Go on. Now, if you were a dedicated enough boxing fan, you would have stayed up late last night, up until midnight, roughly, to watch the great, the man, the myth, the legend, Samoan, but also they say he's a New Zealander, Joseph Parker, uh, who was uh, fighting over in Melbourne against Upelu, uh, and scored a first-round knockout win. We love to see it. Upelu went to the canvas following a vicious right hook from Parker. Um, Opelu tried to resume the fight, uh, but the referee waved him off with, like, 90 seconds left in the round. Um... Parker said, quote, one round was enough for me. It was to be dominant, be the big man, and every punch make it worth it. Uh, in quote, Parker was quoted of saying afterwards, Parker, man, I, I'm really glad to see him making, like, this really strong comeback. I'm, I mean, like, I'm, I'm Samoan, so I'm just always proud to see, like, a like a Samoan doing well. I'm not going to hate, you know? Like, Parker's been a great fighter, and seeing him make this comeback is cool. And I hope to see more wins like this. Shout-out to Opelo, too. Getting in the ring with someone like Joseph Parker is not easy. Um, and Joseph Parker has said that he's looking forward to hopefully doing more of these fights and coming back with this... Uh, as he as he feels he's found a rhythm in his training, he feels he found a way to victory, and he wants to do some rematches against some of the fighters that he lost against, um, some of those being the likes of, you know, Dylan White. Anthony Joshua, Joe Joyce, he wants to avenge those losses, as he was quoted saying. So, here's the Joseph Parker, man. Congratulations. That's an incredible achievement right there, and hopefully we get to see some more. Samoa, more Samoa, you know what I'm saying, G? Speaking of great achievements, um, I just found out my little sister, I love you, she is graduating. Uh, I don't know the name of a degree, but she's going to be a nurse. Alright. <laughs> so bad. That's so bad. Doctorate of nurse? Hey, nurse? Le- Producer Liam, can I get a can I get a clarification? Yeah, she's just graduated her first part of university. Bachelor of Nursing. My little sister, a bachelor of nursing. She's the first out of the four of us to graduate uni, which is like such a massive achievement. Um and I'm just like really proud of her. I'm like if you can believe this or not, I'm the black sheep of the family. All my sisters 
uh, like studying like to get into like social welfare services or like one's a paramedic one's now like qualified to be a nurse and I'm just like you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna talk on the internet I'm gonna do I'm a podcast host you know I'm the black sheep but I'm gonna go all out I'm gonna celebrate her my little sister's barangi we have different moms uh, different dads um, and so you know she's just she's just white you know but I'm gonna come through. I'm gonna celebrate it like I would a Samoan girl. You know, that's my that's my baby sister. I love her, and I'm gonna get out there. But I'm gonna take my shirt off. I'm gonna do a Sifa Samoa from the stage. I'm gonna drape corn beef cans around her, big blocks of chocolate, just straight ooh la lolly all over the place. Money. People are gonna be like, "Hey, I thought I thought I thought you were white," and she's gonna be like, "I am," but my brother's not. And then they're gonna look at me and they're gonna be like, "But he is." And I'm like, hey, you know, let's not get into that. But I'm very excited for her. I'm very proud of her. I've always, you know what, something I, I like. I, I've been to a couple graduations and I always envied Māori because they have such cool like ways to celebrate when they go across the you know like Samoans we're just like go go Georgia Chee-hoo! you know but then it's like you know one of my boys Wittemu got up on stage and his family did like a whole karakia did like a waiata and I was like gee <laughs> they got a haka or something like that you know it's like oh gee that feels cool. And then, you know, here's me. I'm just going to take my shirt off and share who to my sister. You know, like, it's that's about that's all I got, man. I wish we had more. I could sing a song, but I don't know. I'm not the greatest singer. I feel like Māoris are just born good singers. Samoans too, but I was one of the unlucky few, shall we say. I'm very excited for my little sister graduating. Though. I'm very proud of her. I can't wait to go all out. And it's just, it's cool. It's such a cool achievement. I, the only thing I ever graduated in my life was radio school. And that's a diploma, so I don't know if that counts. And it was just like a... I didn't get to walk across the stage. It was like in a pub in Tauranga. So it was like a little less glamorous. A little less stylish. And also because I'm a white dude, when I was wearing my ear, if I gunga my, my ear, lava lava, um, everyone at the pub thought I was Scottish. They thought it was a kilt. And I was quite I was quite deeply offended by that. If I'm going to be... Keep it up 100% a buck with you. Um, but, you know. Hey, have you got family graduating? And you want me to come along and cheer who for them? Take my shirt off? Drape a ula over them? I got you. I'm cheap. I'm affordable. All right. Hit me up. All right. I think that is all the time we have for today. Uh, as you know, Evie is away. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, man. She like, she took up you. She watched that Israel Adesanya fight a couple of like, like weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago. And she was like, yeah, I want to take up UFC. She's been UFC ever since. She's got cauliflower. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Apparently it was playing up today. So she's all, no, she's sick. She's not feeling the greatest. And um, we, I was just like, just chill out at home, you know, like. I feel like ever since COVID, we're all kind of like on the same level of like, hey, it's not actually super commendable to come into work sick. If you're sick, like, just stay home. It's fine. Nobody's going to strafe you for that. Like, use the sick leave. I only came into work because I haven't earned sick leave yet. Because I... <laughs> you know, when you start a new job, you're like, I can't take any time off. I just don't... You know, you haven't got leave yet, and you're just like, bro, I'm just going to troop it out. Like, I'm just going to get through it. You just hit that cauldron, and you get off with, like, get that chamomile tea in you. Life is good. Uh, but Evie, she's got sick leave, so I was like, just just stay home. It's totally fine. Um, massive shout-out to Mellow Downs for joining us on the show today. That is so cool. I've always, like, I've always wanted to interview Mellow Downs. I've known him for years at this point, like, just through music, but um, never had the opportunity to sit down and interview him, so it was really cool. Um, next week, we have our boy, Onrik. Uh, he is the man, the myth, the legend behind... Tatao Inked for Service the Documentary I mentioned earlier on the show. Um, 
it's really sick and also i got like a preview of it and i'm in it which was pretty cool i was pretty excited about that um it is it is really cool it's a really special opportunity for you to be able to see something behind the scenes that not many people get to um it's a it's the to tell process is such an intimate experience that it's kind of hard to illustrate but Onrik's done a great job. Um, that's coming out on Sunday. We'll have a Talanoa with him on the show on Tuesday. Uh, next week also, coinciding with the release of Inked uh, Service, uh, is Salmon Language Week, Sunday, the greatest week of all time. Closing with Salmon Independence Day, celebrating, I want to say like 60 years of independence? I can't remember. It might be longer than that. I was I lived in Samoa um, for Samoa's, uh, I want to say it was our 50th anniversary of independence, and UB40 came. And it was like the coolest thing ever. You asked Sam once you go like, Hey, were you and Sam for the for the fiftieth independence anniversary? And if they were, they saw you before and it's like the coolest thing that's ever happened. And I walked to McDonald's afterwards, which is just the thing you do in Samoa. I don't even know how to explain it's just like that's the place where everyone goes and hangs out. It's like in American Samoa was Carl's Jr. Anyway, look. <clears throat> um Salmon Language Week is gonna be a, a really cool opportunity for me as a proud Salmon for us to celebrate um, my culture, which I, I love and owe so much to. Um, it's going to be an awesome opportunity for you if you're not someone, so maybe learn a little bit. I'm going to be teaching Evie heaps of swear words. That's the first thing. It's like my birthright as a someone to teach Balangi kids swear words, and that's the first thing. We're going to get into, we're going to crack into some more like, you know, deep cut swear words. Maybe some of those ones that it's like, straight searing your ancestors when you say it, you know? I'm looking forward to that. Uh, that's going to be next week on the show. It's a, uh, it's going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to it. We've got some incredible talent joining us on the shows. Uh, plenty of celebrations. Plenty of life. More life for your head top. That's, I think that's enough of me. I think I'm pretty much done. Um, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. hope you stay warm, dry, safe, and sound. Uh, hope, let's all pray for Evie's cauliflower ears. And um, I'll see you Tuesday.